Greetings. How y'all doing? This is the Long in the Boot podcast, the podcast coming to you from the heel of the boot of Southwest Louisiana. I'm G Long, and sitting across the way, as always, is Deb. Hello. Hi. Hello, community. How are you doing today? I bet they're doing pretty good. I think so. We got nothing in the Gulf. It's yeah. been a beautiful day. The weather's been pleasant. And we did a whole week at work. We did. Our- we managed to get five full days in at, at school. That doesn't happen <laughs> on a... Well, hadn't, hadn't happened much recently. No. Or last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it been so, one of those things. So the idea that we're even commenting on it tells you that it doesn't happen often. Look how well it's going. <laughs> Yay. Yes. All uh, right. So anyway, if you'd like to get a hold of the Long in the Boot podcast, it is longintheboot at gmail.com. The phone number 337-502-9011. And all the episodes of the podcast, of course, will be available to you at any time if you just go to longintheboot.com. Yes. You can review. Is that, a, is that, do they stream it from there or do they They down? can. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just push play pick out the but one they don't want. download it from there you don't have to download oh, it no okay. you just play it and and then that doesn't get counted downloads have been really pretty good the downloads have been good but the just when people just push the button then we have no idea no no idea at all there could be thousands listening millions <laughs> that's it uh, yeah. yeah all right think okay. about all that money uh, we're not generating i'm far more realistic <laughs> than that but uh community our our listeners are are doing things babies lots and lots of babies babies mm-hmm. yeah y'all are you you folks from our past there that were young people once who well they're in laughed that. at us when we told you you one day would have your own children uh ha ha Joke's on you now, yes, isn't it? there are some beautiful children out there. Oh, don't worry, though. It gets better. You've only got 20 or so years to deal with it. And 20? then you're free. No, you're never free. Well, not fully free. No, you're not fully free. Okay, well, the National Daughters Day or something, you know, how we have a national day for everything. Uh, and I got up to, you know, just... Tons of beautiful pictures of of our former students and their daughters National and daughters' day. I, well, what a load of hmm. why? Why do we need a day I, for everything? I, well, it's so irritating. I guess it makes each day important. Every day is important. I mean, it is. Mm, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, think, I think it just gives us something to focus on and share our our lovely families and and talk about that. Well, because it's bugger all out there for the rest of it. It's National Spider Day. Everybody out there who has a spider somewhere in their house. There are people who have spiders. Yeah, I know. I I don't mind spiders and snakes. I saw saw the video of the dad with his small baby playing with the cup. Yes. What do you got? What you got? Bug. He looks and it's a tarantula. Not just any bug. It was it was one of those nuclear spiders. It was a terrifying Although, scene. If you're gonna if your kid's gonna play with a spider, a tarantula probably isn't that bad in the long run since they're not poisonous. Well, if a, if you've got a toddler who's not afraid, then maybe you need to send. The, I don't know what the job well, is called when you investigate insects. What what there's a. It's it's a biology no not no biology. it's a uh, uh, I can't remember right now oh, we it starts with an E yeah. I just can't remember I didn't know you were going to talk about it I would have googled it well no it doesn't matter uh, it's just one of it's those knowledge do, that do I kids, don't have well do kids even have a built in fear, fear of bugs I doubt um, it no I think some would much I don't know I think some kids would stand back and scream and 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 freak out their pants yes because they have too many legs yeah they don't know what it is they have or no is frame it of reference. To behavior. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. Um, 
uh, anything else before we? I wanted to talk about one little thing I saw. It's it's bothering me. Okay, well, please. Actually, it's not so much that it's bothering me because I know it's going to happen anyway, but I want to make a prediction. Is it about missing people? No. Oh, okay. No, we shouldn't go. No. There are plenty of podcasts that deal with all of that. No, no. I'm just I'm tired of the media complaining that they're not covering any other missing people. Oh, oh. They're the people who do the covering. Yeah, you do the covering. So, so it's kind of odd. If, if you find that they're not equal in their coverage of stories of people of color or indigenous uh, women and children who are missing, which it obviously, it's a real problem. obviously it is a real problem. The numbers are, are just outrageous. But if you're on TV and you have a platform. Then don't bitch about it. Then do don't it. bitch that the media is not doing their job because. You are the media. You are the media. Yes. Man. You are they. <laughs> Go out and do the story. Yeah, there's bunches of you, them. There are a lot. Anyway, okay. No, okay, it's so. it's it is about it is about the media because well, so I read yesterday Courtney Stodden, and if you don't know who she is, good for you because you don't really need to. But now I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna put go this down this road head, really just for a second. Okay. So I predict that she dim airheaded road. Well. I don't know, because she's still in the media. She's still making money. She, I think she is about to sue. Well, because of her OnlyFans site. Otherwise, nobody would care about her. This is about Instagram, I think. Uh, currently, she's having an Instagram war with Chrissy Teigen and some other woman. I don't even well, remember for, her last name. I'm not going to go get the story and look at it. Instagram war. <laughs> well, the dogs have bark fights. We all have we all have our issues. Um so I think she's going to sue Anderson Cooper. Recently, the story has come out that they, Courtney Stodden is a they now because she uses the whole story. I kept thinking they were using the wrong pronouns throughout. Oh, the so, pronoun So thing. That, that's part of my issue with her story. That's the other reason it got stuck in my head. So first is that Anderson Cooper uh, bullied her as a child daily by, by doing stories by about doing her. stories about her making fun of her mocking because her, she was which, married to a 50 something year because old at man. 16 she married when, a 51 year old man well wait yes. a minute remember she said she was originally supposedly she was 16 but then there have been many stories that, that say said fact, she, she was, was 21 yeah and him. and i i don't know but mom know had, if she was 16 mom had to approve that Right. So that's its own issue. Let's just say she was pre-implant. Okay, there, when there she was a lot of baggage Doug. there. There's she's got a portmanteau of she married stuff. Doug, another day, another Doug. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So I believe she's probably going to sue Anderson Cooper um, for his bullying of a child. Yeah. But good then luck with that. that case, obviously, she would have to prove she was 16. Well, she would, and not only that, but she he's a news person. He can do stories on her all day long, and she has no it's case. It's satire. Yeah. Well, but then You're if not going to be able to prove okay. bullying. So really what I think's happening is just that she's trying to get back in the media, right? That she's yeah. just now, trying to – because that's the, the jaded she side. she has against uh, Chrissy Teigen, who is married to the musician whose name escapes me right now. I can't remember. See, that's how silly it is. Well, I know. I told you. I didn't but, do research. I just well, read no, no, the story. Well, no, no, but she's considering suing Chrissy Teigen because Chrissy Teigen once posted on Instagram – uh, something about you know killing herself. She's oh that she should just herself. yeah. And the other girl, it's a similar situation. Right. Although wait, the other girl said that she deleted like thirteen hundred yeah, videos that she actually had made. Many of them mocking uh, Stodden and really yeah. But she let's, was, let's she was relinquishing her. Uh, but this isn't hatred. about the bullying. 
No, this isn't this is about, about the, the this is about pronouns, the pronouns. Okay, you know the nouns that have lost their amateur standing. Okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> and it it's part of it is because of ACT prep at school. You know, I'm we're doing pronoun antecedent agreement, so I'm thinking about the issues surrounding they and their because that's how they kept referring to her as Courtney an individual. Courtney says she is non-binary, so, so she's. Not a one. She's more than one. I lie. I did go and link back to one story to see what the other woman was saying about Courtney. She's also non. She is also. Yeah. So there are like several stories like someone has gone in and like cleaned the pronoun usage. up. Right. So none of these women are she's anymore. They are they and they're. And the media, um, I'm assuming some guy named Winston Smith has gone back And cleaned up stories from the past, and instead of having she or her, yes. it now says they or them. Because I feel silly now going into my class saying, okay, pronouns have to agree in gender, Do number, <laughs> and I, in the future they may not. So the end result, what is the ACT going to do? Go away. Yeah, that's actually my prediction. Okay, so two predictions. Courtney Stodden is trying to get back in the media to make her some more cash because she's getting old. Yeah. Um, And part of that may be Anderson Cooper. Whether she wins the case or not, it still gets her back in the media, which clearly since she was 16 or 21, whichever whichever she was um, she has been trying. Well, I found I actually found her ass is hanging out everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually found Courtney Stodden referring to how tests will be done in the future because of this pronoun situation. What the hell does Courtney Stodden know about the well, ACT? Let's listen to her. Sorry. Uh, I couldn't resist. I saw the button and I had to do it. If you If you don't know, I am glaring at him right now. <laughs> glaring he's got the he's got the evil eye going right now Mm. all right now that that's over with yeah i think the act is going to go away because it is um well it's not equal it's not fair to all people right and we can't make fun of courtney stodden because she's rich and she's a victim and well yeah look be sure to sign on to her only fans page where you can look at her do all kinds of naked frolicking stuff i don't know look I don't know that she has an OnlyFans. You know she I, does. I would you assume know so. She does. Okay, do you want that's another prediction? That all right. Okay. Anyway, all right. keep talking. <laughs> that she's got an OnlyFans page. Um, <laughs> most of the stuff that I was they were complaining about was on Instagram. I don't know. I am not on Instagram or any. I got Facebook because I'm old. That's it. I've said that before. I don't have time for all this other stuff. Just Cordy Stodden, OnlyFans. How many followers? Oh, who knows? They probably won't tell us because I'm not, you know, going to give them money. But uh, oh, look, she has boobies. <laughs> well, yeah, we've seen that. <clears throat> that she would stand on the streets wearing the most ludicrous outfits. It says exclusive, not safe for work content. Oh, like we didn't know that. I wonder if she panicked too when the OnlyFans site came forward and said you were going to have to curtail that. Only fifteen dollars a month. Good Lord. What a deal, well, that's, huh? Isn't that what HBO costs? Let's see. This was, uh, she's got 10.5, uh, 10.5 thousand likes, only 148 posts. 
So really not a lot of posts. But again, she is getting up there in age and there's a lot of competition out there. So, you know, okay. All right. I'm, I'm done anyway, with the pronoun so Courtney Stodden. Because how do you refer back then? If you don't know the gender, you, we normally say he, she. So now we're just going to say they are there. Well, in her case, they is probably correct since most of the pictures include her boobies. So there's, you know, <laughs> so, she said, so it's a group. All right. All right. Anyway, enough about her. Uh, enough about all that. It, it, <laughs> we, we are talking about we entertainment. Can't, we can't censor her. <laughs> well, I can't personally. Well, then that's really our issue that we started talking about, which is censorship today kind of is a different thing from where it began. And, I mean, and how we, much it's changed. We censor today not for morality. We censor today for equality. Yeah, isn't that weird? We want So the transformation that has over, well, since Hollywood's heyday began, not the heyday, I guess the heyday was the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it depends on your view. Um, Since silent film, right? Since silent film. So that was kind of where we started. Uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s films had to face a system of censorship. Well, first, just remember, when you're talking about old Hollywood, you have to, you'll hear this, and this is for your information, listeners. There's pre-code Hollywood. Yes. And then there's Hollywood after the code. Well, but you have so many different codes. So I but was. There's spe- the one group, though. That well, I was out. speaking specifically about Postmaster General, the Hayes Code. That's right? the code yes. when they say pre pre code Hollywood, and that was the 30s, and went into almost into the 60s with that code. But it, man, it was it was vast. So here are a couple of the uh, uh, the. I guess regulations of the of the code. <laughs> yeah, the, the the don't the don't do's. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, post, I see. I see. Postmaster uh, General. I see a few here. As a matter of fact. So, major principles governing the code from 1930 onward: No picture shall be produced which will lower the moral standards of those who see it. So it can't affect me in a way that implies that I'm not going to be moral afterwards. The sympathy of the audience shall never be thrown to the side of crime, wrongdoing, evil, or sin. So the the protagonist, I mean the antagonist, will never be viewed as the good guy. If you start to see right. that, that film has to go or that section has to go. In fact, we would prefer if you would put a black hat on the bad so guy. We know, so we know, we know. Well, but Hitchcock put a black bra on <gasps> his character in Psycho. That got well, a, that actually got a lot of uh, yeah. But attention. he he didn't he didn't obey the code. No, he did not. He Hitch, worked, Hitchcock worked hard to not. Actually, he left Great Britain because of their codes. Well, that's came the here. weird thing. This code it wasn't law. No, no, they didn't have any actual. They couldn't like put you in jail or anything. No, but it was you, it was you, you're just going to follow these standards. Uh, correct standards of life, subject only to the requirements of drama and entertainment, shall be presented. Law, natural or human, shall not be ridiculed, <laughs> nor <laughs> shall sympathy be created for its violation. You know, prohibitions on nudity, no suggestive dancing, no, no. discussions of sexual perversity. Oh my lord! Their list also Where? includes. Wait, my my favorite. One of my favorites is. Uh, Don't take mine. No, no, the one about white slavery. Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't under the code have depictions of white slavery. 
Black but, slavery was but cool. That implies that, yes. Well, we know that, that, that black was cool. slavery was, was okay White for slavery, film. We no. know that. Gone with the wind. We'll, t- we'll get to that one. You uh, couldn't even show nudity in silhouette. No, no. You couldn't. It implied nudity. They got creative and tried to figure ways. No superfluous use of liquor. <laughs> What's it for? Well, it, <laughs> no, you can't like drink to be drunk. I guess, like gluttony, you know, one of, sure. the, one of the seven deadly sins, gluttony. So don't drink to excess. No superfluous use of liquor. Sure. Only if the scene deems it necessary. The code, uh, the code also said you could not ridicule the clergy. Yeah, ridicule any, of religion. No miscegenation. Uh, no lust. Uh, miscegenation, and uh, for uh, do we need to explain what that is? No well, interracial relationships. Yes, there we yeah. go. Well, you know what, though? That lasted a really long time because I would say it well, was probably Well, you know that, who broke that on TV? On television. It's Lucille Ball. Yeah. She married Desi Arnaz. And that was considered... Uh, he was yeah. Latino. Well, but, but they also didn't show them in bed together. They had no. separate beds. They did show um, her pregnant. Yeah, but they never... They always used some, some other euphemism for it. in the but, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not going to say pregnant. Well, and that goes back to Gone with the Wind and the sure. childbirth scene, which was... Horrific. Um, yes. I, I'll <laughs> for get, for I'll all get kinds to, of reasons. I'll get to that quote later. So, you know, the code from the 30s into the 60s, uh, man, you had so many organizations contributing to this. There were state and local uh, films had to get past, like even the, the town cops in some cases. Like if the police force in a local town decided that that film was not appropriate for their citizens, they could stop it from being shown there. They couldn't show surgical operations. They had to be, everything was, well, the quote is, be it resolved that special care must be exercised in the manner in which the following subjects are treated to the end that vulgarity and suggestiveness may be eliminated and that good taste may be emphasized. So surgical operations, they had to be done with good taste. The use of drugs, which was another one which Again, I thought was weird. Good taste, good taste uh, for your alcohol, for your drugs. <laughs> so what if they're if they're well respected people, they're allowed to use and drink? I guess, and you couldn't make fun. That, that was one of those weird ones too. Was um, you couldn't show another country's religion, history, institutions, government. In a bad light. Well, yeah, they weren't even going to be allowed to show Nazis in a in a negative sense. Well, but they could show people of color that way. Right. And the reason they could they didn't show Nazis in a bad light was because so many Americans actually supported <laughs> what was happening in <laughs> Germany prior to war. Yeah. Um, Director Alan Duane said that from the beginning, during the silent era on organizations, we couldn't open a picture anywhere without passing four or five groups of censors. We'd have town police first and then individual groups, and they'd all be in our hair. Every little teeny thing was censorable. It was like a Sunday school business in those days. Um, But, he says, on the other side of that, I think it stimulated us into investing Inventing something that would get by and still be deemed decent. Um, you think about the Hitchcock scene in Psycho in the shower. Uh, you don't see anything. No. But that blood running the knife down. never touches yeah. her body. And yet, you know, today we have to see intestines being pulled out for us to go. Well, I mean, I don't even turn away from that. That doesn't <laughs> even bother me anymore. The uh, There's an Edison 
there's an Edison film clip. It's it's literally like two minutes long, if if that. It's called The Kiss. It's really old. It was filmed in 1896, and this is when he was playing around with film, right? Yeah. And it's just two old people, and they kiss. And it's not even a like sensual, passionate yeah, kiss. Not, scenes of passion and lustful not, kissing are they're not, not allowed. Not tongue dancing or anything. <laughs> well, when the when it was shown, when people saw it. It drew general outrage from moviegoers, civic leaders, and religious leaders, and was considered obscene and immoral. Wow. Well, there were no, people weren't doing public displays. He's not even kissing her directly on the lips. It's like off to the side a little bit. But public displays of affection, people just didn't do that. I mean, look, citizens got dressed up and and wore suits and hats to go out in public. You know. And then the uh, great train robbery. There's that famous uh, scene, and everybody's seen it, where the where the cowboy. not everybody. Well, where the cowboy looks at the audience and shoots his gun like he's shooting at the audience, right? Yeah. Great train robbery. 1903. Yeah, they jumped up. In New York, yes. they required that they remove that scene because it was considered well, too when, violent. When the oh, too violent. Well, when the train came out, the first audiences jumped out of their seats because they were terrified the train was coming at them because they had just <laughs> never seen anything like that before. Um, yeah, what a quagmire! Because there's no way that you could. Well, I've got a. It's so ambiguous. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of the reason the code was created too, though, was to stop people from censoring movies state by state. Well, yeah, exactly. Because they just couldn't, there were too many factors and too many people in their opinions, basically. And the Catholic church. Yeah. They were heavily involved. They were heavily involved. Well, I've got a good before and after example of what the code did. Okay. In the original Frankenstein, the movie, Boris Karloff, 1931, pre-code. Yes. The doctor, Dr. Frankenstein, at one point says, now I know what it feels like to be God. Oh, yeah. Right? In the sequel, he could not say anything with any reference to being godlike. Yes. It was banned. And because uh, there was a line in there similar to the line in the first movie. So 1931, he could say it. 1935, could nope, not. Look, in 1912, Congress passed the Sims Act that banned boxing films as interstate commerce. Yeah, I that still was, don't understand that. was that the one. very first case where the U.S. government enforced federal censorship laws affecting distribution of motion pictures. So 1912, the federal government was already getting involved. Yeah, and the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church. Where's my where's, where's my thing about that? About um, Betty Boop? Oh, no. He just, uh, <laughs> film historian Thomas Daughtery says Hollywood's production code was a uh, list of thou shalt nots, but it really sought to yoke the Catholic doctor into the Hollywood formula because all films, they said, would be guilty or punished, virtuous or rewarded, authority of church and state is legitimate, and the bonds of matrimony are sacred. And this is why you went for so long where the good guy's always going to win. Well, yeah, that's I mean, true. Any, if the we Catholics have a, film had a lot now, of power with this, though. Under uh, what was it, 1954? Oh, yeah. The the Catholic group within the the production facility of the Hayes Commission, um, they made Betty Boop. She had they had to change her. They changed her from being a flapper, and they put her in an old fashioned housewife skirt. Oh, so she wasn't quite so sexy. <laughs> she shouldn't be drawn that way like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely insane. Well, you think about that whole good-bad thing. Look, uh, Cujo, in the book, that child dies. But even in, well, I think that movie was probably made in the 80s, right? Late yeah, 80s. 80s. Um, they changed the ending because you audiences just weren't going to be accepting of the child dying. Well, they still self-censor. Think about oh, even John Wick. 
Well, that's, that's I, yeah, brand you new. know that came up in our conversation too. And I, but I'm I'm with it. I'm not going to watch if a chi- if a, if you're going to kill. Well, what a dog, was the first thing when I said John Wick Two was coming out? What was the first thing you asked? You me? better not kill a dog. Yeah. They <laughs> is the dog going to get killed? Because if it is, when I watch the movie, but Hollywood knew that. But they're censoring <clears throat> for money and right. Okay, we're we're, we're, we're getting moving off track to, a bit. to the recent now. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's go um, backwards again. Finally, you know, filmmakers started saying, "Well, we gotta we gotta kind of." Tone it down. Well, no, they needed to start challenging. Somebody's always got to push, 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 right? Uh, right? So they went from trying to get around it to just let's let's just go ahead and push this. The majority of Hollywood film censors, you know, we're going to be men regulating images of how women, uh, sexuality, people of color were portrayed in cinema. And that really continued to oppress minorities and women because they only wanted, well, they were pushing stereotypes. Yeah. Well, even uh, the movie The Outlaw with Jane Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was huge. They, Howard Hughes had to really push because they said her, they, they said her, her breasts were being used to advertise the movie. Well, they're out there. They're, well, they certainly were. I mean, come <laughs> you on, you can't hide that. Raquel Welch. What? What did all these women have in common? Hughes, Hughes said breasts by themselves do not violate the code. It's what you do with them that counts. Oh, there you go. And I'm uh, like, yeah, it's a good argument. <laughs> so there were there were like there was a movie called Screw the Hayes Office. Make it as realistic and grisly as possible. Howard Hughes challenged the code with violent Al Capone uh, pictures like Scarface in 1932, uh, salacious sex western The Outlaw in 1943. Was that Jane Russell? Uh, I think, yeah, Yeah. Jane Russell. Um, So, you know, as with anything, anytime you try to restrict people, you're going to have one one group that's going to push it. So you've got your groups trying to restrain and then you're going to have your groups trying to push. However, what really was the beginning of the end was film reels for the war and international films. This is what finally brought a Supreme Court case uh, to the U.S., because, well, you, you've got international films coming in and their codes are different. They had different standards. And you're also showing depictions of war. I mean, the government, you know, controlled some of that for those newsreels. So you didn't see so much violence. But you well, know. during the war, Warner Brothers tried to do a documentary about the Nazi concentration camps, not the death camps, but the concentration yeah. camps. And the production office, they wouldn't allow them to do it because they said it was showed in another country in an unfavorable light. Exactly. And therefore, no, you can't do it. And threats, uh, they threatened to take the the movie company, Warner, or, uh, Warner to court if they went ahead with their documentary. Well, film and, has power. And so anti-Nazi films that were being made in the 30s mm-hmm. were mostly killed. They just couldn't get them made. Because, again, showing another country in an unfavorable light. But once the FBI found a Nazi spy ring, a large one in the United States, they allowed, yeah, they allowed Warner to produce a movie called Confessions of a Nazi Spy. And that was followed up immediately by the Three Stooges <laughs> doing a movie called You Nazi Spy. And Nazi, though, was spelled N-A-Z-T-Y. Nazi. Oh, Wow. So, Is that for plausible deniability? And it was the first Hollywood <laughs> film to spoof the Third Reich's leadership, although uh-huh. I would argue that Charlie Chaplin did it first. Did it first, I agree. I and so, agree. I don't yeah. know. That's, the, um, well, I mean, we know the, the power of cinema because Hitler understood that, too. He was making his own propaganda film. Absolutely. Stalin, Stalin was doing the same thing. Yep. So, you know. 
there, there is there is power there. So they're not wrong about all of that. Uh, another thing that kind of put the kibosh on all that was the Kinsey report. Well, that's the 60s. Well, and once that, that but, happens, that, but that's the point. You know, that was all leading up. I can, we, I can sum up the Kinsey report. People be horny. <laughs> People be having sex. <laughs> Women like sex, too. It's crazy. It really is just senseless. And then, of course, Playboy comes out um, with its debut issue. You've got a, a nude Hollywood a film, Marilyn Monroe in 53. <laughs> so really all this is is this transition, right, from from – morality are through the ages of America and through our entertainment and our morality, our views of so, what's okay. So they were trying to, to fix it, our morals. Yes. But today we have movies that were made in the past Yes, where morality is kind of a gray area in these movies. Well, no, it's about equality now. Well, but that is now morality. What What's changed is our definition of what is and isn't moral. Well, is it moral or ethics? It's kind of a, I mean, it's. Is it, do you tie morality to religion? Well, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. It's, it's. So it's language. We're back to language. Yeah, they're tying them together. But the mm-hmm. point is, we have a lot of movies from the past that are becoming problematic. And what's weird is the movies from the past are getting closer and closer to our own time that people have a problem with today. Yes. Yes. And, movies and, that you and I grew up on. And we, because we were free to see, I mean, I don't know about you, Daddy would just drop me off at the theater. And at the time, you didn't have to have a ticket to go into each movie. You just went into one and you, you could stay then all stay all day, which is like having a babysitter. And That know. was before the big cineplexes. Yeah. Well, and it was safe. And it was safe and you had cartoons and other stuff. Yeah. And there were other kids there. We all spent yeah. the week, you know, the Saturday, Sunday there. Well, I think the movie that, that really kind of signifies this is... At one time, the movie we're going to talk about. Oh, the first one? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, first we'll talk about D.W. Griffith, I guess. We go all the way back. Okay. Because D.W. Griffith did a movie that is considered, and this is where it gets sticky, <laughs> it's considered one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes. Technically. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. the that's the important bit here. The technical side. Technical side. Of movie, of filmmaking. Correct. He yes. did. He did all of the things that. In that one movie, he did all of the things that we consider good filmmaking. But the problem was he did the movie Birth of a Nation. And in the movie Birth of a Nation, which was based on a book called The Klansman, they show not only uh, people of color in just horrible, horrible ways. They're all caricatures. Uh, they they're, they make them bumpkins. Yeah. They show them having... Uh, high office, but walking around in the Capitol with bare feet, yes, uh, chewing on a piece of straw at times, just really silly. And at the end of all of this, because they also show the Civil War, yeah, and they do all this. They show the execution of uh, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. So they're intentionally crafting the message that they're sending, right? And then they show the Ku Klux Klan as this group of almost like saviors for <laughs> the South, coming in in their white and <clears throat> coming in in their white outfits which were made created for the movie for the movie it wasn't a thing it didn't prior exist to prior that to they that. weren't all cutting up sheets right. prior to this that didn't happen every woman whose husband was a clans member must have been angry and the the thing is that movie 1915 so pre-code yeah, for sure exactly that movie is using a book that is absolutely trying to rewrite history already already yes 
uh, talk, say, t- saying things about Reconstruction that weren't true. And just it was a horribly uh, racist book. And it's part of Jim Crow. It's that beginning of the uh, the lost cause yeah, mythology. Yeah, that, how can we get this back? And, right. And, that was and that's when a lot of the statues that they talk about now, that's when they were put up. Well, the as, same time as period. we're reading Gatsby <clears throat> right now, so we've been talking about this anyway. But uh, part of their research in the rise in the 20s was the rise of the Klan and not right. just not just. Coming back into vogue, I guess, but also because of the immigrants coming in. And well, know. the movie is is clearly by today's standards horribly, horribly racist. Sure, but it's also a moment in time of America and but, showing that turning point. For well, that and it group. also showed people the power of movies, though, yes. because prior to the movie coming out, the the Klan was virtually non-existent. Yeah, they had okay. already fallen out of favor. <clears throat> there People weren't really weren't, that many of yeah. them to begin with. They were local. But after the movie, the president at the time, Woodrow Wilson, you know, we talked about him last time when his <laughs> wife took over the presidency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he decided for the first movie ever screened at the White House, he would screen Birth of a Nation. And after showing it, he said, that script was like being written with lightning. Oh my it's a shame that it's all true. It's a shame that it's all true. Thank you, President. Okay, so that created this resurgence well, of that the plan that some, lasted for the next 30 years. Yeah, that added legitimacy to it. Which Absolutely. You, you've got the figurehead of the country, you know. And David Duke still shows this when he goes and does... I can't believe people pay him still to come talk, I, but he, he, apparently so they do. By that too, but you know what? Knowing that those people are out there, we need we want to see that so that we know it's happening rather than them going underground. It made uh, it made eighteen million dollars when it came out, which is the equivalent of four hundred and fifty million dollars today. Well, no wonder they uh, they were pushing it. And it it was most of the movie is set in South Carolina, and they talk about. All of the things having to do with Reconstruction. Uh, the film's second half shows African-American political officials sipping whiskey, eating chicken, and walking around barefoot in the halls of the South Carolina House of Representatives. Wow. Basically, the movie claims that the world of white Southerners had been turned upside down and was in desperate need of rescue, and then <laughs> enter the white hooded Klan. In a final dramatic scene, the Klan assembles, rides into town, and saves the day by brutally subjugating black people. Wow. And the last title card of the movie says, Liberty and Union, now and forever. Well, it's not liberty for everybody now, is it? <laughs> Not unifying for everybody. Well, people wow. believed it was actual history. Yeah. That was the so real even problem. Then, well, not so that every, shows you the power of movies. And education should be the thing to rebuke that. I saw Spike Lee talking about this movie. He says, you know, everybody needs to see yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. He said, I, it's, it it's horribly painful. It he said, but you hidden. can't get past the fact that this movie basically set up how to shoot a movie. Yeah. All the shots. He talks about that shot in Gone with the Wind with the flag when she walks in Atlanta with all the soldiers yeah, that are all laying yeah, on the ground. On that and that shot of the flag first, and then as it pans back and you, you start see the seeing the scene. That shot is phenomenal. Um, but it needs to also be seen because, again, it's a snapshot of well, our history as a country. Speaking of, we might as well move up to it. Well, right? I, yeah, I was sitting here looking at my, at I was, my Gone with the Wind stuff because, well, well well, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I love the movie. I do. I uh, love the book. I went and I got the book better. after I watched the movie. But 
what were people upset about when the movie came well, when the movie came out, people were upset about one simple thing. Yes. Red, 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 you go. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And there you go. That's yeah. what people were upset about yes. then. However, they didn't know all of the. Well, yeah, actually, they did know a little bit about the trouble the film had just getting made. Um, it took three years, which was crazy long in that time period because they were making films. They were knocking them out they quick, were just pushing them out. Yeah, studio. Um, one of the one of the big controversial sequence uh, sequences, excuse me, was the husbandly rape. The husbandly rape. Yes, because, you know, Scarlet comes down, finds uh, Red all drunk and angry, and he's mad about the whole uh, it can't be rape Ashley, Ashley thing, you know, and, and uh, she he pressures her to drink some brandy. She doesn't want to, and then he won't let her leave and go to bed, and he yells at her about Ashley, and then he takes his hands and he, he squeezes her, right, and he pushes her roughly back into her seat, and he, he squeezes her, and he says, I could tear you to pieces with him, and I'll do it, too, if it would take Ashley out of your mind, but of course it wouldn't, so I'm just going to remove him from your mind forever this way, Ooh. and uh, and and he says some pretty horrific things about smashing her skull, and, and uh, that'll block him out and then anyway scarlet tries to leave and wreck you know follows her and grabs her in his arms kisses her doesn't he kick the door open um when he gets up to the bedroom yes because yeah. he carries her up yeah. the stairs and he says this is one night you're not gonna turn me out and uh that's so hot <laughs> and then of course the next scene is her all <laughs> nice and happy in her bed smiling the sun shining in you know smoking she, a cigarette she's real no, pleased about the evening yeah, okay so the the, the rape issue you know that was uh an explicit code violation well, was this rape or rape rape well, well this was just rape <laughs> okay yeah just rape um and it's it okay under the code because they were married well he said <laughs> it said rape should never be more than suggested and only when oh. essential for the plot mm. okay should never be shown explicit as stipulated in the sex section well it wasn't explicit well um of course the the code uh, enforcer there breen objected to the scene as early as 37 he said that brett should gently start with scarlet to the bedroom but not to go as far as to throw her on the bed it's the same um, guy that messed up betty boop's dress yes breen, same guy breen oh breen and oselznik just they just were at odds all the time okay so we go from the whole rape scene right he said that scarlet should should not cry out, implying that the sex was enjoyable. Um, <laughs> and so that wasn't keeping with the code's prudish views either. Uh, Breen, Breen, though, proved to be surprisingly lenient on this sequence. So, you know, we, we got to keep some of that um, because she was blissful the next day. So that all made it. The next one that he got so upset about was um, Melanie's childbirth and how difficult that was because the code banned scenes of actual childbirth in fact or in silhouette. You couldn't even show it in silhouette. Because this it says for a distinctly Catholic uh, reason, Breen and his censors were concerned that realistic depictions of the pain of childbirth would undermine the glory of motherhood and it would scare young women. They didn't have a problem showing Miss Prissy off in the corner, but 
totally character. And just I mean, it, it's so racist. And Scarlet slaps her yes. so many times. It's so, <laughs> I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. I know. Oh my know. lord, it's such a racist stereotype. Um, so yeah, we don't <laughs> want to scare young women. They might not continue to have children and procreate. The uh, Catholic uh, the Catholics know. are all wrapped up about that. Uh, yeah, you got to procreate. But but that's not why today. Uh, no, no, and the 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 whole thing also you know so then we have to move to the other part of the issue which was the depiction of slaves racism right as core with gone with the wind this is why was it hbo yes. that took it off or did they it was no, HBO. no they did they put, take it off they first, took it off first they put the little disclaimer and then well, no, they no, took they it took off. it off. Then they showed it with the disclaimer. Yes. And apparently now they're just not going to show it. No. Anymore. And Disney has to do a disclaimer too. Right. Disney's uh, a, that's a whole. You know, you could probably do a whole episode on. Well, just Disney, Disney the, the one that stands out is Song of the it. South. Yeah. Because it depicts the South in yeah. in, a, in in many ways the same way that Gone with the Wind does. It it shows the plantation life as being. Just wonderful and peachy keen and everybody's happy, sure, including sure. all of the people held in bondage. Because yeah. nothing nothing but, makes but, your day lighter I mean, than to be forced to everything. pick cotton all, all day long. All of the <laughs> Disney things that we were raised on have, have issues. Well, clearly Disney liked killing uh, families. He liked breaking families Oh, absolutely. Up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or was he just trying to show that children can be resourceful? And Well, think about Bambi. Bambi's mom gets capped, and Dad's like, "Buck up, Bambi, be a man. She's they, dead. That's it." They still do it. <laughs> Poor little Nemo. Yeah, um, okay. that's what I'm saying. So racism, of course, in Gone with the Wind is is core. Uh, use of the N word, of course, was was liberal. It, according to the code, though, the term was not mentioned in the code at all. It was added to the list of phrases in the industry, kind of internally, but they didn't actually put it on there. This was after Breen had approved a script for a movie called Carolina that contained the phrase in 1934. So when that movie opened Carolina and it had the phrase, black moviegoers actually threw bricks at the at the movie screens in five cities. Good for them. So they had to, yeah, they had to stop that. But in Breen's view, it was all right as long as the actors are of color. It can't come from a white actor. It has to just come from, well, Butterfly wow, McQueen and Hattie McDonald. Daniel were just like, mm -mm, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had to stand up for that. And that, that was, uh, you know, a, a no well, Hattie, I there. mean, look, she wasn't even invited to the, the main dinner at the Oscar awards, even though she had been given an Oscar. Yeah. And was, I, oh, I, sorry. It's, it's, look, it, if you could, if you could c come pick it up at the restaurant or in the kitchen, yeah, <laughs> you know, even uh, even Jesse Owens he invited to the White House for his uh, Olympic gold medal, but defeated the Nazis. Yeah, you have to go exactly. He should have been held hailed a hero yes. to everybody, public. Totally shattering um, the the myth, no. the Aryan myth of wasn't Hitler. allowed to enter the the front door of the White House. Well, just, how were people treated when they came back? How were yeah, how were African American men yeah, treated when they came yeah. back from World War One? So and World War Two. Breen, mm -hmm. Breen caved on the uh, on the N word. He said insisted that the usage would do nothing uh, but glorify. So they conceded on that. But of course, as you said, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Was. <laughs> Yeah. Was the final. You can't say that. That's the real problem for them. Selznick had no interest in, in uh, letting that, <laughs> that drop, so he fought for that one. And, and yeah, so 
that that's gone with the wind. That's a perfect example. And and the the reason Selznick fought and he filed an appeal when Breen said he couldn't do it or couldn't use it, Breen didn't protest because Selznick had cited a short film called The Man Without a Country, which included the line, Damn the United States, I <gasps> never want to hear that name again. Well, and you well can't, you can't say that. If they got to say that, then <laughs> I think Rhett's gonna get to say uh frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. That's right. Yeah, well, say that, it. that movie, of course, broke barriers for the industry in terms of censorship. Of course it did so it at, the, because it at made the portrayal money. of, you know, slaves. Yeah, they had a well, you know, it made money. It made money. So let's 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 get out of the racial yeah. thing oh, and yeah, just talk about movies movies that more modern. Well, movies that were made, both yeah, kind of modern movies that could they get made today? Based on our, and we we just have the ratings now. We have the PG. Yeah, but PG-13. not we're not talking about that. We're talking about would somebody be brave enough? to court the controversy that would come for the movies that we're going to talk about. Sure, if they're willing to forego profit. Well, but that's the thing. It doesn't mean they wouldn't make money. Well, isn't that the censor now? I mean, isn't profit? Well, you'd like to think so, but movies could still make money. I'm not saying, and I'll use this example because everybody knows this example. All right. I'm not sure that Blazing Saddles still wouldn't make money. I think people would still go see it. Well, the but controversy, the, but the controversy around, yeah. it would generate might actually make it more. Well, money. I was going to say maybe more people would see it because of that. But but everybody knows that one. Like if you say, what's a movie that was made in the past that could not be made yeah. today? Blazing Saddles is always Blazing the first Saddles. one. Yes, and yet it's a wildly funny parody of all of the tropes that we were talking about with Hollywood. Yeah, Mel, Mel Brooks just skewered all of them. Yes, the script was. Partially written by Richard Pryor, a man of color, <laughs> and would have played the sheriff, but he was obligated. He couldn't do it. So he yeah, recommended he, his buddy yeah, Cleavon Little. Who just steals the movie. But I, I went and read reviews of Blazing Saddles that people have written, just regular Since people. Our, like within the our, last within yeah. the last five years. Yeah. And yeah, people. People get really, really upset well, about this movie I think now. the younger woke people it's are, racist. are just the ones they that... Don't, well, no, they don't understand the satire, the so, joke. So are we saying our sense of humor as a country is, is shifting, and that's the problem? But I'm saying our sense of humor as a country is shit, not shifting. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be tactful. Well, I'm not. I, I, I'm... I want comedy. I need comedy. And comedy has to be edgy, and comedy has to occasionally offend. And if you are According personally Jews, offended, yeah. that's the way it goes. I, yeah. and, then and don't watch it. Don't watch it. Get don't consume it. Don't, don't, you don't have to view it. But you don't have a right to tell me what I can consume based on your moral beliefs about whatever social well, condition that's you're... that's the point. That's why the Hayes Code is no longer a thing. That's why... But there's still a code. Well, there is, but it's it's a It's code voluntary. That, exactly. It's a code that we as a society have come to... In fact, the people who... Adhere to. Right. And it's less and less needed now. But again, it's back to a code of equality. Right. Today, the whole thing is about equality. Don't be. Don't show a stereotyped image of a group because people right. are more than that. People are are there's depth and and many layers to people. Sure, but again, if you're if you're telling somebody you shouldn't have made that movie because it offends me, 
Well, that's a problem. You're 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 a jerk. You know, douchebag. Looking at that um, list of movies too, you've got Silver Street. You got several uh, Richard Pryor, Silver Street, and then the toy. The toy was filmed in Baton Rouge. I remember when that was being done because somebody I knew was going remember, up there to to actually try for, out. For the folks who haven't seen the toy, Richard Pryor is a worker in a, a department store, and uh, the department store's owner's kid buys him. Yes. He buys a black human being. And Richard Pryor's like, sure, I'll do the job. In the movie, Richard Pryor educates the child on how to be a decent human being because he didn't learn it from his father. Exactly. You know what? I feel like that's uh, Mark Twain and and Huckleberry Finn. When when the slave Jim and Huck go off together, you realize that Jim is more of a father figure and more of a righteous human being than Huck's own father who tried to murder him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Twain presents Jim as a, a... Multi layered well, character. I've said that for years. Jim, Jim is the hero of the story. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No uh, and yet that, the, but people want to ban it. Well, I was going to say they don't understand. They don't get it, and they, that's that's what I'm saying about movies in general. All of these movies, especially comedies. Yeah, Airplane. Airplane. You've got the two black guys <laughs> yes. who are talking jive the whole time, and so? people get insulted by it. But one of the things that really cracks me up is. Um, I think it's mostly white people that get offended. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the woke people. It's the ones who think they're doing it out of moral, (laughs) out of some, I don't know, higher ground. I'm sure there's some militant uh, people of color that get upset about it, too. But they're missing the point. They're missing the point. Okay. But now let's take the uh, other view of that. I read some psychological studies about how movies affect people because they obviously do, right? I mean, we are emotionally and sometimes mentally altered by the movies we see. Um, Do you think then that if we got rid of all stereotypes in film and got rid of all offensive ideas or language that could cause people to view a group as as just one thing, stereotyping one group, that it would make us as humans better? I don't know. I don't know. You think, well... I was thinking back to John Waters all of a sudden. Well, I know. I saw Pink Flamingo on the list, too. And, and I, I mean, mean, well, I love people, it. But that movie was banned everywhere. Oh, yeah, it was. But it, somebody ate dog it, shit I in know. it. It wasn't a great movie, but no, it's, it's, a John terrible Water, movie. it's John Waters doing But it John also Waters. introduced a lot of people who were into avant-garde movie making yeah. to... The gay community, the gay community, the trans. And trans. Well, we talked about yeah, community. we talked about Birdcage and how some people in the gay community are offended by that movie. They are. Um, when I think but, it presents a, a really interesting night. I mean, we you have different. But let's talk again. Let's go back. Movies could they make a movie today? And I'm going to bring one up real quick. Sixteen Candles. There are some real problems in that movie, and I know there Long are people. Duck well, that's just part of it. I'm going to go somewhere else. Oh, but, no. But there's an Asian character in the movie named Long Duck Dong, and it is this overly crazy racist stereotype of an Asian person. Sure. Who is basically being used as slave labor by a by white family. By the grandparents. Family. Yes. <laughs> by the grandparents. But no, it's not him. It's, it's the fact that, okay, one, we have the little kid who's going to prove that he had relations with Molly Ringwald. Uh, with the panties. So he brings out the panties at she work. She gave them to him. I know that, but I'm going to go a little further. Oh Later, he's told by the he- or the the jock that gets Molly Ringwald, take, take my girlfriend home, gives him keys. They've been drinking. Mm-hmm. 
they have sex. She is too drunk to give consent. That is rape. 16 Candles has rape in it. And no one ever says, oh, my goodness. Everybody goes, oh, that portrayal of the Asian. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What about what about the fact that she was passed out and the freshman high schooler banged her? Well, (laughs) but then you you, Animal House is even worse because she's only 13 and she's passed out. But at least they show. Way to go. What? What? Are you, don't you rickroll me. Before we me. go any further, there's something I have to tell you. I lied to you. I've never done this before. You've never made out with a girl before? No. no. I mean, I've never done what I think we're going to do in a minute. I sort of did once, but I was That's drunk. okay, Larry. Neither have I. And besides, I lied to you, too. Oh, yeah? What about? I'm only... Oh, it cut off. Well, what she says is, I'm only 13. Well, everybody's seen Animal House, I hope. I don't think so. I hope. And, and th- that's the danger. By the way, there's uh, uh, people that get upset about some, ra- they, they claim racist portrayals in Animal House as well because of the bar scene. Oh. And uh, yeah, okay. she makes a joke about. So are they more uh, upset by that than the. the nobody, I, don't, I haven't seen a whole lot about the. Uh, griping fact that, about it. That, that a college student is having sex with a 13 year old child. Hmm. <laughs> that one seems to be okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to take us back for just a second cuz I read a guy's complaint about um Gone with the Wind and he said he said the movie is is the same as, you know, the Robert E. Lee statue and that if we're going to allow people in the future to watch films like that, like it, he doesn't think it needs to go away, right. but it certainly needs to be monitored and if a new viewer is going to watch it, they need to sign off and and sign also a waiver. yeah, sign a waiver and also <laughs> watch, you know, like 12 Years a Slave to balance their understanding mm. uh, of of so that they see all sides. I say don't we just do this in school teach them the true history well we should like when you watch a film like this and you know that's a stereotype and you laugh about it but i also have an asian friend and i know that's not all he is um i i have sense i have common sense since you have some i a lot of it yeah actually maybe it's going away is that and schools should not be in the business of and this is the this is the sticky area. Yeah, because you're people wanting, say this is morality. Censored? Teachers should not be in the business of teaching morality. Well, the government feels like they can, de- you know, decide what uh, that right are or morals, right or wrong. The government has always thought that, but teachers, yeah. individual human beings, in a school setting should not be attempting to uh, teach morality because then it becomes, well, based on what? What's the morality well, based on? that's no different on? than the people with the code. I mean, what made Postmaster General Hayes the the god of, oh, wait, I can't say god of, the uh, <laughs> almighty ruler of whose morals need to be depicted in films and what was okay and what wasn't. I mean, you've had groups yeah. all through history that have done this well, and, and tries to subjugate one and group. And we're still doing it whenever, whenever uh, Dogma, the movie Dogma came out, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church got horribly upset because of the depiction of Catholic dogma. <laughs> Even though everything <laughs> in the movie that not? they said yeah. about how Catholicism works yeah. was true. Was absolutely true. And yet the church and that guy, O'Donohue or whatever his name is, the one that likes to get on TV a lot. <laughs> the, he, well, he's he's a group, a Catholic group yeah. that does this very thing, looks for things to be offended by in TV shows. 
That goes out of his way to do that. Well, you got too much time on your hands. Go out and live. Stop stop trying to police everything. You know, I think this I think this topic may be bigger than the time we have. I think so, because I'm here looking at Soul Man, and I know we had had a conversation oh, about Soul, Soul Man, Man as well. A and, movie where a character is in blackface nearly the entire movie. Okay, I want to I want to quickly before we go. I don't want to do that. I want to I want to bring it to the Robert Townsend thing, but Hollywood Shuffle because because. We can't continue to act like people of color have been victims all the way through well, because, they've taken it because they have taken it upon be. themselves to not exactly to actually make a point that, you know, to Hollywood and to everybody that. Well, first of all, people don't know what we're talking about. Hollywood we're, shuffle. They don't know what that is. Okay. They don't show it on TV hardly at all. No. It's what a movie you, from the 80s. The movie is called Hollywood Shuffle. Robert Townsend and Keenan Wayans. Robert Town, Wayne, Townsend uh, and Keenan Ivory uh, Wayans yeah, wrote Wayans, the movie. Uh, and the Wayans brothers, most people know the younger Wayans brothers <laughs> yes. for doing the movie White Chicks, which in a way is sort of the reverse of Soul Man. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this movie attempted to show people what it was like to be a black actor in, in Hollywood, Hollywood. Trying to make it. Trying to make it it's... when when everybody, they could only get jobs as gangsters or cooks or busboys. Yeah. You know, they couldn't get real good starring roles. Now, they had had... In the seventies, there was a string of black. Oh, Dolomite. Do, do, Dominate movies and Shaft is yeah, another one. Shaft, Dolomite, uh, Blackula, um, yeah, black exploitation films. Those were all done by black directors and black actors, but they were, in in some ways, well, they didn't get enough money. They didn't have good production. Well, and they were still funded cases. by yeah. by Jewish Jews. Uh, <laughs> by Jewish Jews, people, yeah. uh, white people. But, but you're not a, getting anything made in Hollywood uh, at that time without Well, that. even now, I think that's probably well, true. maybe so. I'm not saying that the Jews run Hollywood, though. Don't get me wrong, please. <laughs> don't, don't accuse me of that. I would never say that. The Jews don't know anything about money or making movies. Money lending or any of that. No. Yeah. Okay. Got that out of the way. My disclaimer. <laughs> My disclaimer. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, let his, let his trailer give you the, the summary. Hi. My name is Robert Townsend, and it's hard to make a movie in Hollywood, but I did, with the help of a few friends and a few credit cards. What's the line? I ain't be got no weapons. <sighs> I ain't be got no weapons. My film's about making it as an actor in Hollywood. The only role they're going to let us do is a slave, a butler, or some street hood or something. Don't sell out, though. Oh, promised land. Minnesota. But the real trick is finding a juicy role when the odds are against you. Good luck, brother. <laughs> what we're looking for is an Eddie Murphy type. What is happening with your cool vines? Thank you. Thank you. That's You're the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. Then they said I wasn't black enough for the part. Ricky, can you tell us what you've been doing since you've graduated? Well, Robert, I've played nine crooks, four gang leaders, two dope dealers. I played a rapist twice. Whoa. That was fun. They'll never play the Rambos until they stop playing the Sambo. Yeah! I, I just want to be me. I, I don't want to be Eddie Murphy. He's the one we want! I just want to... <clears throat> Hollywood Shuffle. Now that was a good movie. I love this movie. It was genius. Go see it today, please. Because I got to pay off these credit cards. Tell your friends about it. Lots of friends. Your cousins, hey, your aunts, your uncles. Cool. Maybe your ex-wife. Take a bum to the movies. There you go. There you go. Yeah, cut off too. 
That's uh, weird. Uh, um, you've done something. Yeah, Your probably so. A, well, you now, know. Now I'm worried that when I do my other one, that it won't work. Oh, well, it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. your final one. Yeah, I'll, I, I, the, the one to close out the show. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, Hollywood Shuffle. If you have not seen Hollywood oh, Shuffle, yeah. everybody should see this. I think it's one of the funniest movies. Absolutely. And it really skewered Hollywood. And I think, honestly, I have a strong hunch that that movie by itself made it possible finally for black actors to get roles to that were get more. real. Well, and, and then Robert Townsend kind of went into the background and began writing, directing, uh, but and, and Keenan Ivory Wayans though, then yeah, came out with living he d- color and, did and, both. And, and look how many people's careers he's helped. Oh, build. absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, it, it just, it, it opened, opened it the way for so many films, all the Fridays, uh, yeah. house parties. If you haven't watched house party, house well, one and two, one I and think two. one and two is about yeah. it. Three, but three again, on a, you nah. got stereotypes. You've got the, the two Fridays the, movies. The Cops are stereotyped. It's what the three Three Friday movies. Three Friday movies. Yeah, Yeah. there's three of them. Yeah, and And they're all great. Yes, and then (laughs) we've got Tyler Perry just out there cranking it out. Not only that, but putting people to work and opening a a production studio. This is a man who slept in his car. He was so poor. But you wouldn't have ever imagined that in 19, I think 84. Four or eighty-five, maybe for Robert Townsend. Yeah, somewhere in there. So they're out there doing it, and and, and so if you haven't seen it, look for it. It's hard to find, but well, that's the point, isn't it? A lot of this stuff is just going to be now scrubbed. You have to, well, yeah, and that's the scariest thing of all. These movies, because of their subject matter, later on down the road, you don't know what might happen to them because there's no physical media yeah. anymore. Song of the South is gone. Song of the South was gone, and and I understand the reasoning for it. But at the same time, without physical media, yeah. we're all at the whim of whoever's in control. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, a little example of that. The other day, a student showed me a picture of somebody in her life that is no longer alive. And I said, well, did you get that picture? Have you sent it off to get it printed? You know, she says, well, no. Well, you really need to. What happens if you lose your phone? What happens if you lose that? You know, It's in the cloud. It, but... <laughs> Just yeah. like I hadn't thought about that. I said, if you if you need a picture and you want to keep it, you, you need to get it printed and actually have it, not just leave everything in your phone, you know, to, to disappear, just like movies could disappear. Is it important to keep these things? I don't know. Yeah. In the end, is it important to keep these things? Well, I don't know. I'm keeping the movies that I have, I've stored on at least two different sources. Sure. And I'm hanging on to it. And as long as we have electricity. <laughs> because we've seen it, our own personal experience oh, yeah, with the movie. Chains. The movie was called Where the Buffalo Roam. Yeah, the music. And the music was changed. When it came out on a, a, in VHS, yeah. it had a great soundtrack. Later on, when it came out on DVD, the soundtrack was gone. And we thought we were crazy. We thought we were insane. <laughs> we really just were like, wait, I, what? And, of course, it wasn't easy to go find out what happened, well, but now they, you can. Yeah, they publicly said, uh, E.T., I mean, they told us they were removing guns from the soldiers' yep. hands in those scenes. And, hey, kids, if you watch E.T. now and you didn't realize that all those walkie-talkies that all the guys are carrying used to be guns. They were guns, They yeah. were guns. Oh, and you know what? E.T. is also the first movie that they credit with uh, actually product placement, Reese's Pieces. That was the first time, I guess, Hollywood realized the the money pot they had. Well, the Mars company realized how much money they missed yeah. by not letting them use M&Ms. Exactly. <laughs> Idiots. All right. Well, you know, we'll do Reese's Pieces. It's fine. You're, you're lost. Uh-huh. It's candy-coated. <laughs> so in the end, I mean, yeah, we could probably... 
well, there's a, there is a lot more to the topic, but we always say that, don't we? There's so right. much more. Go do some research, you know. Absolutely. If the and topic comes up again and we find something else, we well, I wanted back. to get, and I'll wrap it up with this movie. Uh, it was a movie that came out when I was uh, quite young. <laughs> and, <laughs> you were young. Yes, and the movie was The Life of Brian. Oh yes, I remember the protests. And The Life of Brian. Was a, The movie premise is that some people make a mistake and think this Jewish guy, Brian, is, in fact, the Messiah. The Messiah. Yes. And he doesn't he's they're following him around, proclaiming his his messianess. <laughs> and he's just like, go away, go away. Um, I was going to play the clip, but now I think the I don't clip, think it's necessary. I don't think. Well, I, I can't. It'll cut off. I can oh, tell. Yeah, I, okay. I can tell for whatever reason they got chopped off. That's your technology is not functioning. Yeah, something happened. Oh, well. it, it's technology. Isn't that always the but, way? But uh, the thing that really upset people when this movie came out was one, nothing about religion is allowed to be funny. Even even in the eighties. Yeah. Well, they they were mad because somebody named Brian. <laughs> Was being portrayed as as a, basically a mistake. And one of the cool things in the life of Brian is there are background scenes way off in the distance where you can see Jesus. Yeah, he's actually he's doing up there like preaching. This, he's, he's like doing the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. but way off in the distance, you got people going, "What's he say? What did he say?" I can't hear him. <laughs> he said something about the blessed are the Greek. Is it, oh, it's the meek, it the meek. Oh, that's nice. But they can go watch it, can't they? But uh, the very end of the movie really upset people because they have an entire song production. <laughs> and it's a bunch of guys who are up on crosses. Yes. And it's almost a dance number because yeah. they move around. and Well, and, they really and, are just finding balance in life, yeah. you know. And uh, just, again, you know, these these. There were so much. We have so much. We have way more than we could possibly do in an hour. I know. And uh, Hogan's Heroes. I mean, we didn't even talk about. We didn't Hogan's, get to talk about Hogan's Archie Heroes. Bunker. Okay, so maybe we need to television. S- we need to split off in the series because television? obviously, audience entertainment was a big part of our. Well, look, you can't childhood. make fun of Nazis. You can't do it. No. You would never see Mel Brooks making fun of Nazis. And Archie Bunker presented both sides. You had the you had traditional conservative. Was he a racist bigot? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That was the point. Did he grow as a human? Yes. Yes, yes he did. Okay, well, you're right. We'll we'll, we'll have to say that. We'll get that. back to that. So, in the end, what is the lesson? Well, the lesson is realize that the movies that we consider our friends almost, these movies well, that we love, they're part of us. I, I keep part saying of us. the fabric of who we are. And in our society. When they come in and change things. We should see the transition as it is, not Right. You shouldn't be able to come in and just <laughs> alter a movie based on your own personal whim. Well, because what if society changes later and then and then it was whatever was there was okay at that time. You know, right. It becomes okay again. Not to mention the fact that they're gaslighting everybody because you're gonna go. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a scene in this movie? I know. We all become like. And we'll be like, wait a minute. I think I'm going crazy. Just like with Where the Buffalo Roam. Yes. I really, we spent a long time trying to find out what the hell was going on with that music. Well, be, and it was all because of a Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah. Well, and Neil Young, too. Well, it was Jimi Hendrix, though. Yeah, no, Neil Young's song's still on oh, it at it's the beginning. Still in there. But it's that scene change, yeah. and it's the beginning of All Along the Watchtower. Yeah. And yeah, I could not forget that scene. And then all of a sudden, it was elevator music. And they made fun of Nixon. And they didn't even replace the music with good music. No, it's shit. They replaced it with some kind of weird, yeah. horrible Well, they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay for it. Clearly. Anything. Yeah. All right. So, so there you go. And, and anyway. you know what? It's not your business to tell society 
what you deem proper and and appropriate for the masses to view. We're the consume it look, if you don't like something, don't consume it. Let economics decide. But don't tell people Yeah. For some kind of weird belief but, that but it's again, for their own good. That's how they're censoring us now. They're and, making us all And how is that any different than what the Taliban does? <gasps> Ooh, you didn't I did. You went there. How is it any different? The Taliban would be more than happy to tell you what you should and shouldn't watch. And what girls can read and what they can learn and sure. what they can't. You know, the Nazis burned books, too, what? to get rid of ideas because ideas are dangerous. No, they burned books because they were out of wood. So, so communication, everything we've done. Actually, burning books was the least of the things they burned. Well, I can't remember the name of the guy that said the quote long before the Nazis came along, right? If you can't if you can't get rid of the ideas by burning the books, what's next? You burn the people. They did. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It was like a game plan. So anyway, I guess mm. what we got to do is is we, we got to think ba- positive. We need to balance this out because we got to think positive. In the end, you still got to get up the next day and you're going to go out into the world, people, and it's going to be all right. So I have a message to close out the show, folks. Watch a movie, laugh and whistle. There you go. We'll see you in a couple of weeks here on the Long in the Boot podcast. Too. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Come on! Always look on the right side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true.